Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Hey everyone, Cliff here. So today I'm going to be talking about the big question. Was the summit worth it? Did it all pay off? Do I have any regrets? What was lessons learned? And how many more questions can I ask? All right, I'll see you after the intro. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, World Changers, Cliff here. So I want to talk about the summit and uh, what happened overall and give you give you some numbers, my thoughts, perspectives, and uh, anything else that I can possibly throw into this, this melange of stew, so to speak. So the summit. So let's take a look. So my ultimate goal, and I shared this before, but my ultimate goal was to get 20,000 people to sign up for the summit. I was nowhere near that number. <laughs> uh it was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. I mean, to tell you the truth, I've got a lot of experience interviewing people. I probably interviewed several hundred people over my my podcasting career, and I'm I'm really good at it. And I'm really good at ferreting out uh, really good information and nuggets. I think the interviews that I did, uh, both the the uh, the free videos that uh, were available, and also the the advanced deep dive videos. They're all good. They're all really, really good. So as far as getting the 20,000 people, I think if I had a huge unlimited budget, I think if I had a much more comprehensive social media strategy and plan, you know, I mean, I could sit there and and rocked off all these things. I could have made it to 20,000, but truth be told, I didn't. First off, nobody really knows who I am. And second off is I don't have access to you know, people with, you know, hundreds of thousands, 200,000, 500,000 people on their email list and, and affiliates and all this. I just don't have it. So with that being said, uh, how many people registered for the event? Uh, it was about 200 registered for the event. So that's like what, maybe 0.1% of my original goal, 20,000. Uh, actually, no, it's 1%. So uh, with that being said, uh, you know, was, you know, was it worth it? You know, wow, Cliff, you really wanted to get 20,000 people. You got 200. Was it worth it? Uh, the, of course, the answer to that uh, without a doubt is yes. And, and I say that on multiple levels. First off, it was worth it because people who I did not even know, complete strangers to me, were willing to open their wallets and be able to give me money. People bought the VIP all access pass and it wasn't my mom. Uh, of course, I had a couple of friends that bought the pass. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, But there was a bunch of people who I did not know at all that bought the pass. So this tells me right there that first off, there is a market for this. Second off, there are people out there that are willing to pay for it. These people are my, my ideal customer avatars, right? The people that sit there and say, you know what, if I can glean information from this, you know, I will open my wallet and I will, I will pay for it. So that's all good. So it's, it's, it's provided me a level of validation that people will be able to do this. Uh, and it makes me think that, and then when I take a look at the percentages and I talk to some really smart people, you know, they basically all said the same thing, right? They said that basically you're, you should be looking at a 10% conversion when you look at your numbers across the board. And guess what? I was at 10%. 
So I think that if I did get access to larger traffic streams out there, like let's say for instance, you know, I had a friend of mine who had an email list and <laughs> you know, this happened, but this, it's, a, it's a scenario, so be with me. So let's say somebody had my ideal customer avatar in their email list. And let's say they had a list of like 200,000 people and they said, hey, there's a summit going on over here, uh, the Leadstream Summit, you know, you can register, da, 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 da. Uh, I think that if that email had gone out to 20,000 people and the 20,000 people came to my website, the 10% would have held and I probably would have sold, you know, 1,000, 2,000 tickets, right, for the summit. So that would have been absolutely great. So the numbers held, right? The conversions held. They were every, I was right on the line uh, as far as it goes. It was just a matter of driving more traffic to the site. Um, so with that being said, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the harder work, and that was getting getting traffic to the site. Uh, so I know that I talked before about using Clubhouse and how we were seeing about a 30% conversion using Clubhouse. It was great. Uh, but getting that traffic, the, the initial uh, bump of traffic, that actually required a lot of work. That was due diligence right there. And it wasn't just something like, hey, let's just put out a piece of content and walk away. It's you know, if you understand anything about social media, it's about interactivity. It's about engaging with people. And so, you know, some of the experiments that I have run over the last year really came into play. And one of my uh, one of my summit speakers, uh, Cassie Witters, the social media strategist, whenever you put something out there, always be available uh, at least for the next couple of hours to respond. And so whenever I would put a comment on somebody's post to try to drive traffic uh, to the you know to the summit and to the free offer, I always tried to make sure that either you know I was around my computer to be able to quickly answer questions, or be able to do it on my phone. Uh, when you do that, uh, you know, like I said, it's like especially for Facebook, right? So if somebody puts a post, I comment on it. Somebody responds to my comment, I comment back. The Facebook algorithm looks at it and says, "Oh wow, there's a conversation going on." So now anybody, so not only does that boost get posted within that group, but our conversation gets posted within all the comments. So let's say that there's, if there's 200 comments and out of all those comments, right, 199 of them are people saying, you know, PM me or DM me or whatever it is. Then there's my comment where I've actually got a conversation going on. My comment out of all 200 is actually going to be what people see when they look at the post, because there'll be something like view more comments and all those other comments will be, will be hidden except for mine. And so I think that was the reason, one of the key drivers why, uh, like whenever I would post on a comment or respond to a comment, I would suddenly see, you know, it wouldn't be just one or two people. It was like 10, it was 15, it would go to 20. And I would always DM the people and I would always get a really big response rate for people signing up. So you know, with that being said, it did require a lot of work because I didn't have a built-in audience. I had to leverage other people's audiences. And it just wasn't just post a comment and walk away. You have to actually uh, engage. That was probably one of the biggest lessons or takeaways uh, that I learned from this, right? So, you know, I built a product. People were be, were willing to open up their wallets and be able to give me money. Uh, people were engaging with my content. Uh, the emails going out the door because you got to communicate with your audience every single day. They always say that, you know, for your email list uh, that you're building up, uh, you should be getting $1 per name uh, per month from your list. And so with that being said, of course, somebody could say, well, Cliff, you got 200 people 
on your list, you're only making $200 a month. Well, remember that $1 is a minimum. So engaging with these people and putting it out there, uh, I, I've, I've exceeded that number already. So now it's, you know, what can I do to grow and what can I do to uh, continue to engage with this list? And so with that being said, uh, you know, now the, the bigger question is, is that the summit's over. What am I going to do with all these assets? I've got a whole ton of wonderful assets these videos that I've created, uh, the summit speakers, their information. I created this wonderful blueprint, uh, by the way, which is like totally awesome. So now the thing is, is that what am I going to do with all of these assets? And I'm looking at creating, you know, some kind of other type of uh, version of the summit funnel, uh, just to be able to, you know, further engage and, you know, be able to do little things. And, you know, even if it's like once a week, right? Because the, the deal is that you still have to drive traffic to these sites. And now that I understand a little bit better how that traffic model works uh, and how I can continue to do that, uh, I, I it, it, for me, it's not that big of a stretch now to understand that, okay, so if I put in you know, this effort on these types of platforms, right? So I continue to do clubhouses, which I think are really great. Build my audience there. I love clubhouse. Continuing to post to these Facebook groups, continuing to you know add value. It's not gonna, it wouldn't be a full-time job if I can get 20 to 30 people a week to sign up for the site, that's going to add up fairly quickly. I mean, my ultimate goal would still be to get 20,000 people on my list. Obviously, I'd like to get a million people on my list. Uh, but, you know, my my short range, my goal for 20,000 is still out there. I'm trying to decide if I want to do it. I uh, have 20,000 people on my list in six months or a year. What that's going to look like, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so... You know, was the summit worth it? Yes. The relationships that I've built, that's probably the key thing right there. I've made really good friends. I mean, out of the out of the 10 people that are on the summit, I'm in regular communication with eight of them. The the other two have kind of ghosted me, which is fine. I you know, whatever some some people operate completely different, or maybe I'm just not part of their overall plan or strategy. I don't know. Uh, but eight of them I'm on regular communication with, which is great. And I'm going to continue to build those relationships. And, you know, I'm thinking of other things as well. Like, for instance, you know, when I when I talk about going forward uh, with with podcasting and teaching people how to podcast and be able to use it for their business, you know, the things always pop up along the way is how do I grow my audience? And so I'm actually thinking about uh, opening up some lines of communication. Like, for instance, uh, the 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 lady who does Pinterest, she is wicked smart. And so it's like if I went to her and I said, hey, let's work together and let's create a Pinterest for podcasters, right? Let's do something along those lines so that, you know, the podcasters, how can you quickly uh, create content to go out on Pinterest and what kinds of content should you create to go out on Pinterest and maybe a specific course around that or maybe, you know, Instagram for podcasters or something along those lines. I mean, it literally it's it's the ideas coming to my mind now are are limitless it's just a matter of focusing and saying, okay, what is it that I really need to do or how can I really focus on, you know, getting my message out and, you know, being able to really impact the lives of people. I teach people how to do a podcast for their business and then I have all these extra add-on courses where it's like, okay, so if you want to grow your business, this is how you do it. You know, email list building for podcasters. I mean, there's all kinds of really great things that I could easily tap into to be able to help people grow and get their message out there. So, uh, anyways, like I said before, it was totally worth it and, and I'm really glad and it's over and I've been sleeping like crazy cause I didn't get a lot of sleep <laughs> during the summit itself, 
but you know what? I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I now have, you know, before it seemed like everything was rolling on the summit and I was a little bit nervous as to what was going to happen after the summit. But after talking to some really smart people and engaging with people, it's like, dude, you got these assets, put them to work, you know, put them out there, start, you know, start really selling them. And I, I need to, you know, I need to really uh, engage with that at a much higher level. So Anyways, with that being said, I'm going to draw this episode to a close and, you know, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.